Hello, every single one of you. Welcome to Spooky Spouses. I'm Lindsay Reed. I am Jordan Reed. And Lindsay and I, if you didn't already know this, are married. We hold hands. We decorate. We pick paint together. And we talk about ghosts and stuff. We love to talk about ghosts and stuff. (laughs) If this is your first time listening, welcome to Spooky Spouses. We talk about stuff like... Uh, Urban legends. I'm going to say yours. Cryptozoology. (laughs) Scary foods. That's yours. Now I... But I will try to make something up like really, really, really funny. So now you do that. I'm going to say one. I'll give you some... I'll give you a second to think about it. Okay. Um, Paranormal things. Um, mysterious caverns with mysterious treasures. (laughs) You know, I think, man, when don't we talk about mysterious caverns? (laughs) Well, I mean, I'm always thinking about them. We did play over the summer. We played a lot of Stardew Valley and there, there's a, there's a whole heaping full of mysterious caverns. Oh yeah. There's little goober monsters. There's goober monsters. There's slimo monsters. There's skellies and there's crawlos. (laughs) <laughs> skellies are skeletons and crawlos are you, you use your imagination it's my favorite my favorite halloween cereal crawlos crawlo-os crawlo-os it's a series of you know circles and shapes but they crawl around well each week we bring in a scary topic or something that's spooky related and we look it up kind of well we kind of research our topics and research we is in- sh- Research is in air quotes. And we, yeah, it is. And we share it with each other for the first time. So we don't know each other's topics. No, we don't know it at all. I promise we don't. I, I'm, hey, I'm serious. He's really serious. <laughs> we don't know it at all. Well, before we get into it, this weekend I was uh, at a conference in Cincinnati, but right across the hotel where my buddy Colin and I were staying was what I would argue to be the coolest thing ever in the history of any sort of gathering. It was the National Indoor Archery Competitions. I just like imagine like everybody dressed up like Katniss Everdeen and just like going in there and just tearing it apart. See, now that's, there were no Katniss lookalikes, but... See, that's what I would dress up like. Yeah, that's a very good idea. They probably wouldn't have let me in. I'm sorry, no more Hunger Games submissions. (laughs) You're the eighth one. I wonder if after that movie, archery got more popular. You know, I I wouldn't be surprised if that were the case. That movie was sweet. The movie was super sweet. It was a really good movie. What well, I, all of them were. Would I have would would you have preferred me to dress up, Molly? <laughs> would you have preferred me to dress up as Peta or the other tall man? What her other boy toy? Other tall boy, yeah. Oh well, probably Peta because she ends up saving Peta. Yeah, but then he kind of turns all bad boy. No, he gets... I don't want a spoiler at the end. You're right. Sorry. You watch the movies. <laughs> uh, spoiler, Peter gets an arm... Peter gets a barbed wire tattoo on his neck and rides a motorcycle. <laughs> he yeah. says, peep this Harley cat and catness. And then he does a wheelie. Yeah. And it's wheelie good. Well, you know it's always like catness taking care of Peter, which is fine. Yeah. It's like girl power, right? You know? I know, but man, he was acting like a baby for most of the movie. I understand he got like... He kind of got the short end of the stick a lot of the times. He got, yeah. uh, I think Peter got hurt a lot. <laughs> he was yeah. targeted. He got hurt a lot. Yeah. But we all need that one friend, though. Do you need him? Well, yeah, because if he doesn't get hurt, then you get hurt. Yeah, that's <laughs> so a good you idea. you need that one friend. You need a friend uh, shield, essentially. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. <laughs> 
anyways. Anyways. <laughs> well, that'll about do it. So. <laughs> well, guys, thanks for sticking around to our archery cast. And next week, we're going to talk specifically about types of string you can use on your bows. Ooh, fun. Do you use high-res tension 28s, or do you use thinly braid carbo stringers? Yeah, all of those. Check them out. Check them out. Well, did you go last week first? I went first last week. Okay. Do you want me to start this week then? I would love if you did. Okay. Because well, I get to pet our dog while you do it so she doesn't make noise. <laughs> okay. Well, we always kind of play games on this show. Is this another one? No, it's not a game. Oh, but it's related. Okay. So my topic is kind of related to games. Like, okay. So when you were little, like what games did you guys play? Like there's the Ouija board. Oh, Which is creepy. You mean board games specifically? Not necessarily board games, but like Bloody Mary. Like that's kind of a oh, game. Like, you know, we did the one. We did the one where you would sit in the chair, and then each. So you'd have five people total. One person would be seated, and then you'd have two people at the person's knees, and then two people at the person's armpits. Yeah. And you'd use your two index fingers on both hands. Oh, kind of like light as a feather, stiff as a board. Yeah, and you'd try to lift them up and you couldn't. And then you'd stack your hands on top of their head and then you'd put your fingers back in. But you could lift them up. That's the thing. I don't think I've ever done that one. I've done light as a feather, stiff as a board. I don't know why. If anyone knows why that's a thing, like, please let me know because, or no, don't. It must just be a strength thing. But I like, don't know. But you would go in there first, and you try to lift them up, sitting down. One one person seated, and you have um, a person putting their arm, or putting their fingers under the person's knee pits. You have two people doing that, then two people putting their fingers under the person's armpits. You try to lift them up just like that, and you can't do it. Then you stack your hands over their head, but you don't <laughs> touch each other's hands, and then you can lift them up as high as you want. See, I've never played that game. I also tried to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> well, there was light as a feather, stiff as a board. There was the Bloody Mary. I Even, tried that like, one. One of our episodes, like early on, was the tissue commercial that you were supposed mm. to watch, and yeah, all this stuff. And like, I've never really heard anybody say that they've actually worked, but like, they're just creepy to think about. And I like, there's a new game going around, Charlie Charlie, but I don't know the concept of Charlie Charlie. <laughs> so if any of our listeners know, Charlie, I mean, I could, Charlie. I could easily look it up, but like, I just don't want to. Again, research in air quotes. So anyway, so I have a few that I did look up that are kind of creepy. Are you not going to tell us what Charlie Charlie is? Oh, you did. I don't it know. <laughs> I don't know what it Charlie, is. Charlie Charlie. It's like you're supposed to beckon Charlie Charlie. I think it's something like Bloody Mary. Oh, but I it's, think it's like the new version of Bloody Mary. It's the entry level Bloody Mary because it's called Charlie Charlie. <laughs> Charlie Charlie. And then there's one even even less scary than that one called Cutesy Cutesy. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe marshmallow there is. marshmallow. But anyway, so here's a few that I gathered that actually are they sound kind of scary like. I would probably do them, but the ones that you have to do by yourself, which, side note, playing like a beckoning spirits by yourself, you're just a creepy being, and like you you deserve a medal for that, because like you are, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I, don't, I don't, know don't think I would do it alone. What sort of paranormal fortitude one would need to have in order to do that, but count me out. Yeah, that's pretty... Uh, that's pretty brave. I'll be playing Charlie Charlie, thank you very much. <laughs> well, we don't know what Charlie Charlie is yet. It could be really scary. If it's not scary, I'll play it. Okay. Well, the first one I have is called Three Kings. Okay. So Three Kings, basically the setup for that is that you are shutting yourself in a room 
This is oh, just you. This already sounds cool. At 3.30 a.m. Nah, okay. In the morning. Yeah. Um, And basically you see what happens. Well, what you have to do is you have to set mirrors. So you have two mirrors. Like they say you can use like those big long mirrors that you like hang over your door or, oh, you know, sure. whatever. Any two mirrors. And you can place them on chairs or if there's... They can stand on their own. You place them on either side of of the chair in the middle. Okay. So they're both facing you. So when you're sitting in the chair, you see yourself in the right mirror and you see yourself in the left mirror. So the reason it's called Three Kings is because your chair is technically the throne Mm -hmm. and you're the king. And your reflection is the queen in one mirror and the fool in the other. So, side note, like the little glitch about this game that's even creepier is that like your reflection to your right, you could be the queen or the fool or like your left, you could also be the queen or the fool. So it's difficult to tell which one is which. So you're kind of like your three kings, basically. So basically what you have to do is at 3.30 a.m., sit in this chair and just sit there quiet for as long as you can. To see if anything happens. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> and that's what I mean, that's it. it. But like, I don't know like if there's something certain that's supposed to happen. But I just think it's like probably a mind game. Oh, 100%. Just sitting there in silence. Just staring at yourself. Like sitting next to you on both sides. No, thank you. I think the, the most difficult part for that game would be staying up until 3.30 in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> that would probably be the scary part <laughs> That'd for be me a drag. Too. Yeah, but it's supposed to, like, access the shadow world. So, basically, the paranormal world. And you're supposed to see shadows. Now, quick disclaimer. It does access the shadow world. (laughs) So, keep that in mind. But, yeah, I don't know. If anybody's tried it, if anybody wants to try it, if anything bad happens to you, you've never heard of us. And we never told you to do it. We never did. (laughs) And uh, because at the very end of this episode, we're going to tell you that this is all one big joke. Gotcha. (laughs) But yeah, I'd be curious to see if people have tried this or like would want to try it and even like send us their findings or if anything happened or record it. I mean, definitely hit us up on Instagram or Twitter, spooky underscore spouses or email us at spooky spouses cast at gmail.com. Um, but here's another one. It's called the dark reflection ritual. Oh, uh, see, it wasn't that spooky until you added the last word ritual in it. Cause then it just, eh, I don't like it. Well, dark is scary. Yeah. I mean like the it's dark all, ritual. It's all like whatever, but then ritual comes into play and I don't know. I think that's sort of like spooky seasoning salt. Maybe. Well, this one is supposed to be like, are you gutsy enough to do this? And if you do it right, you can boost your luck. What if you already know the answer to it and you know that you're not gutsy enough to do it and you know that you're a coward? Then you won't boost your luck. Cool. I think I'm (laughs) fine with my luck where it is. My luck's okay, but I don't think I would do this anyways. So it's supposed to boost your luck, although you might have to battle through terrible luck in order to get there. Okay. So it has like a disclaimer. So it's like, hey... You can do this, but it might get a little crazy, but you'll get good luck in the end. I don't know about that one. Okay, so you can do it by yourself or in a group. You find a mirror. They suggest using a handheld mirror. Okay. Um, one that you don't care about. 
Oh, sweet. <laughs> and you'll see why. Um, you look at your reflection in the eye for a few seconds while focusing all your negative energy into the reflection in the mirror. And then you breathe on the mirror, fogging it up, and then letting it defog. Yeah. And then you smash the mirror. I was going to say smell. <laughs> and you smell the mirror. And smell if your breath is very bad. So you smash the mirror. After you fog it. So you fog it, dry it, smash it. We don't dry it. You just let it defog. That's what yeah, that's yeah. what I meant. Okay. And then you smash the mirror. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a superstition of like a broken mirror, seven years, bad luck. So it's kind of like basically throwing it, that superstition, like punching it in the face. You know I what I mean? So. so, yeah, you're supposed to do that and terrible things will happen to you, I For guess. For seven years? No, I oh, guess. Just right away. I don't know. Just some bad things will happen, and then apparently you'll have really good luck. I hope it's not for seven years, though. I, well, it might be. Well, <laughs> then bummer. <laughs> then don't play that game. It didn't really say how many years. Hey, guys, you want to play a game with me for eight years? <laughs> you have bad luck for seven years, and you have awesome luck really quick for one year. It's just like a quick like eight-year thing. I think your first thing that will be bad luck for you is your mom will, first of all, probably yell and be like, what is going on up there? Yeah. And then like second of all, she'll be like, really? You broke grandma's mirror? Yeah, that she gave lot. to us before she died. <laughs> thanks a lot. Thanks, and she wrote on it, "Don't break." <laughs> Please don't throw it away. This Please. is my most press, like precious object. I Please own. don't shatter. Okay, so the midnight game. This one sounds creepy to me. It sounds like the uh, what was the group from? Are you afraid of the dark? The I midnight. Don't the midnight something. Midnight society. <laughs> yeah, from Are You Afraid of the Dark, the Midnight I, Society. I only watched that show a little bit. I didn't watch a ton of it. You know, a long time ago when. Like, the internet was, like, very exciting. Like, well, even though it still is today. One of my friends on eBay found all of Are You Afraid of the Dark on DVD <laughs> and bought it. And it was, like, $50. Did it he have out, seven years of bad luck? Was no, it, like, technically no. a curse? It turns out that <laughs> it was a scam and it didn't exist. Oh, and they no. got their identity stolen. But, so, two bummers. You didn't get Are You Afraid of the Dark, all, like, every episode ever made on DVD, and you got your identity stolen. Yeah, that's not a good way. Like, if you were buying something cool and, like, your identity got stolen, that's one thing. Like a Tesla. Yeah, but, like, Are You Afraid of the Dark? Like, I feel like he should have known that was coming. Yeah. Well, (laughs) you live and you learn. Now, that's a spooky game to play. You live and you learn. Buy something from a sketchy website. Oh, that's just scary. That's just really scary. It's a scary game. Okay, so the midnight game. This is an all-night event. Great. So it's already difficult because it's like you have to stay up all night. At least it's not eight years. Okay, well, you, oh. there's no there's no like saying that it's eight years. But anyway, so the midnight game, the premise is that you're going to summon the midnight man. So the Midnight Man is a shadowy figure that basically will roam through your house and try to find you. No, <laughs> the Midnight Man also sounds like a cool nickname a jazz musician would pick. The Midnight Man? <laughs> Everyone, it's me, the Midnight Man. Hope you don't mind a little <laughs> jazz harmonica. Well, if he was just like a silhouette shadow of like a guy playing a harmonica, then like the yeah. Midnight Man would be like spooky and cool at the same time. True. But, okay, so you want to summon the Midnight Man. Great. At your place of residence. And it says that you should play by yourself, but you can play with a group if you want. I guess it just depends, like, 
how gutsy are you? Can you play alone or? I played at a family reunion, so everyone was there. <laughs> I think that takes away the purpose. But anyways, <laughs> so to summon the Midnight Man, I tried to look it up. And the only thing I found was it said, use some sort of blood magic. <laughs> so, so I don't know how to summon the Midnight Man, but I'm sure you could probably look that up as well. Is blood magic like just forcing yourself to get a bloody nose without touching your nose? Like, I don't know what blood magic is. I don't like, know what don't blood know if magic is like, either. Kill a pig and put its blood in a cauldron. Like, I don't know what blood magic is. Maybe just having super cool blood. Maybe that could be another topic. Yeah, what is blood magic? Curses and blood magic. I like that a lot. I also <laughs> am going to take Curses and Blood Magic from the first, for the name of my first album that I come out with, that it's like covers on melodica of My Chemical Romance and Panic at the Disco. <laughs> no. It'll be Curses and Blood Magic. And the first like track will be called The Midnight Man. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> so, okay, so you summon this Midnight Man, some sort of magic, mm-hmm. blood magic. Blood magic. And then you stay up the rest of the night and you have to like fight sleep. You mm-hmm. have to stay awake because, and you have to make sure everything is silent in your home. Oh, well, how are you going to stay awake when everything's silent? Everything has to be silent and you can stay awake. It doesn't say anything about how you have to, like, turn off lights or anything. I think you just have to be quiet. What about headphones? Can you be listening to Take On Me by Aha to stay awake? No, it has to be quiet. So you have to stay up the rest of the night being quiet. And it's said that you will hear a bunch of noises. And obviously in your house or whatever, you're going to hear a bunch of noises you don't normally Mm -hmm. hear. But you're going to hear odd noises, and that's him trying to find you, and you have to try to avoid him. So if he catches you, he'll either trap you inside of a hallucination of your worst fear, or he rips out your innards. (laughs) So Hmm. it's like you either get this mental game, or he just rips you apart yeah quite literally i think it depends on what kind of blood magic you use (laughs) if you use something really harsh then he's gonna rip out your innards but if you use something kind of like novice level the midnight man will be like oh you're scared of cats yeah gonna put fill your apartment with cats you're obviously not a threat to me so i'm just gonna trap you in a in a poopy nightmare yeah but yeah that said that he will Basically, if he catches you, he will do these things to you. What would be, if you had to think about it right now, what would be your nightmare that you get trapped in? I don't know. I think, here, I'm going to guess yours and you guess mine. Okay. Yours, at least right now, would be being stuck in traffic forever. Oh, I hate traffic. <laughs> like, if cars are even stopped, I immediately am like that driver that's just like huffing and puffing in the car and like I turn all my music off and I'm just like just irritable (laughs) and i call like the first person i know that will be home just to say that i'm stuck in traffic stuck in traffic or i like call friends that i haven't talked to in a while because i'm like well i have plenty of time to talk to them (laughs) (laughs) i feel like you get aggravated when you see someone stopped at a stop sign you're like great this this jokester yeah, that would be pretty bad. Like well, eternal traffic. Yeah. That's oh, bad. Oh, and like you, everyone moves up like a foot or two and you're like, oh, finally, here we go. And then all of a sudden traffic slides backwards a little bit. <laughs> what would mine be? Pick mine. Yours would probably be like you're stuck in a room full of like dirty unfolded laundry oh. and you keep folding it and it just keeps <laughs> unfolding. Like it just constantly unfolds. Yeah, that would make, I, would, I think I would barf. <laughs> like I'd, you're in eternal folding room 
you know, and like it would be nice if I could if I had an end in sight. But yeah, if it all kept no, unfolding it just with like, itself, it just kept like you would fold and Ooh. fold and fold, and then there would just be more and more stacks. No, yeah, you're right. That's not a very good. That's not a good one. Or oh, that is a good one. That's why it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, our fears are very trivial. <laughs> Traffic jams and laundry. Well, or just unfolded stuff. We're very scared of a lot of things. Okay, so the last one I have is called The Answer Man. I wonder if he knows The Midnight Man. (laughs) Or Charlie Charlie. Yeah, well, the, The Midnight Man plays jazz harmonica and The Answer Man plays piano. And Charlie Charlie does, does is their, their drummer. Their producer. <laughs> their producer. <laughs> okay, so this one requires ten people. Which oh. I was thinking about, I'm like, I don't even think I could rile up ten friends to I don't get think together. I know ten people. You do, okay, which you, is you, my mom and dad, your mom and Red, <laughs> my sister, Brad and Janet, Nick and Ann. Yeah, okay, we're good. I know ten yeah, people. Yeah, we just got family members. It's our family, is that okay? Yeah. <laughs> is that sad or cool? <laughs> it's both. Well, it's it's good. Yeah, I think it's, it's good to I be. think it's very good. Okay, so Gather everyone in a circle and then have all the players take out their phones and call the person to the left. But you have to all hit send at the same time. Okay. So when that happens, it says that everybody will most likely get a busy signal, but one person might actually get through. Now when someone answers, it's said to be the answer man. So when it picks up, no one will be on the other line. The 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 CEO of T-Mobile comes through. Yes. Yeah, so if you're the person that gets through and it picks up, you're supposed to just ask him any question you want. But if you do ask him a question, you have to be prepared because he will ask for one in return. A question or a person? A question. How are you? I'm fine. <laughs> Here's your question. But What's he might ask. Up? He might ask you to do something really crazy. Oh yeah, or what, what like is that, is that a... something embarrassing, or I don't know. Like he can ask you anything. But I guess like asking you, like asking a question, typically has an answer. But like, would he ask you to perform an action? Because is that an answer? But this is the thing. Oh, he'll ask you a question, and if you answer, if you choose to answer, you have to like be ready because if he does not like your answer, mm-hmm. bad stuff will start happening to you. Oh. So it's kind of like a another luck thing or like, but it said it's more like not really luck. It's more like spooky stuff will start happening to you. Yeah. So you, if you do get through and someone picks up, you can choose not to ask a question and you'll be fine. But if you ask a question and he asks one in return and doesn't like what you have to say, then you're in trouble. What's your favorite milk? Um, whole milk. Strawberry. Nobody likes strawberry. <laughs> Banana milk. <laughs> I don't think so. Now you have to, I don't know, eat eat your dad's boogers. <laughs> but yeah, that's just the games that I have. I like I said, I don't know. I've never tried any of these. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anybody has tried these or is willing to try these. I mean, I think the Midnight Man is creepy. I also think the Three Kings one is creepy. Just because I don't think I'd be able to sit in a dark room with two mirrors facing me and just not be able to mentally freak myself I out. I think any game that you play when you're by yourself is, and, and if it's like in the whole spooky genre. Like Solitaire, so, Halloween edition. Like Kings in the Corner. Or... Uh, <laughs> Go fish. <laughs> Go but fish, if, you have to play with a partner. 
Well, yeah, but it's weird. Okay. Hold on, don't. I'm just. I'm trying to make. It's such a funny joke coming up. It's like a really good one. Yeah. Yes. Wow. That's swinging a miss. <laughs> I was gonna say any game you play by yourself inevitably is gonna. You're like your your senses are heightened because you have nobody to act tough in front of. Like like if you if you go right. into a haunted house with with a bunch of your buddies or a bunch of your friends, you would be I think significantly less scared. You'd be more excited and you'd laugh more. But imagine going through like super haunted house by yourself. By yourself. I would freak out. I wouldn't do it because I, I would be afraid because I wouldn't have anyone look like cool or tough in front of. Be like I'm not scared of yeah. the of the clown with five heads. That doesn't scare me. And you know your mind's gonna play tricks on you. Mm-hmm. So it's just a really creepy thing. Imagine a haunted house where you're scared and at the very end, there's like a creepy sort of um, disembodied voice that says like, check your purse and your wallet's gone. Oh, I thought you were going to say like, and you found $50 in there and you're like, thanks. Oh, thanks, ghost. No, this the, is the best ghost ever. The, the complete opposite. They take your wallet and then you'd be super freaked. But then Aww. one, like a minute later, they go, here's your, here's your cash. Because they realized they couldn't get very far with the money that you had in your wallet. Yeah, which is and zero money. <laughs> and you're all cashed out credit cards yeah, that, seriously. You, that you can't use. Applebee's gift cards. <laughs> who are, who are, how many grandmas do these people have? What would a ghost need money for, though? What would a ghost buy? I would think there might be like some sort of like a spectral clothing store or like store that you get to go to one every once every hundred years and you get to revamp or refresh in your <laughs> your wardrobe or maybe you you take um scaring classes no. if you're a ghost and you're like she's always seen in a white dress ascending the staircase and she's like oh my gosh it's 99 years 364 days one more day until i can finally do something else and you get to like learn a new move oh. so then it's like she always she's seen ascending the stairs and also Doing the thing where, like, you jack in the box and then you slowly lift up your middle finger. And she does that to people and makes a raspberry with her mouth. No. (laughs) (laughs) That would be freaky. But you could could pay into that, you know? Yeah. Okay. However much money you have. I don't know how ghosts earn money, but... They steal your wallet, apparently. So that... So have we found the, the, the sort of, like, interdimensional passageway of just U.S. currency... So money, if a ghost steals your money, now they have it in Ghost World. But can you steal money back from a ghost? How does, like, is it just like a one-in sort of thing? No, I wouldn't take money from a ghost. That's like taking candy from a baby. Yeah? Yeah, like, let them be a ghost. Yeah, let them do their thing. Like, if they're a demon. Yeah. No, I want my money back. Steal their wallet, because they're rude. That's very rude. Like, they probably don't (laughs) say thank you when you open the door for them. If you're playing Ouija and and Zozo pops through or whatever, they're like the, the, the Ouija demon. Uh, and you know that Zozo is for sure trying to gank your gank your digits. Take him yeah, back. I don't want any of I don't want any of that. Me like neither. I said, that Ouija board is another thing too. Like we talked about it last time. I've never played the Ouija board. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like I love stuff like that, but for some reason I just don't feel like messing with it. I don't think your life is going to be better if you do do it. So I think you're cool not doing it. Well, because I I don't think the Ouija board necessarily works. I just think what happens is that. Anything bad that happens to you after you play the Ouija board, you're like, I should have never played that darn Ouija board. Yeah, it's the Ouija board's fault. A hundred percent. I absolutely agree with that. There, there's just certain things where I'm like, you know what? I'm old now. I'm good without doing that ever. I'm good. 
Yeah. But do I think like the aesthetic of the Ouija board looks cool? Like I think it's really cool. Yeah. Like would we would we get one professionally matted and framed and hung up in like a spooky room of ours? Absolutely we would. Probably not. If it matched our decor and our color scheme, for sure. <laughs> Especially if it was a cool old one. Yeah, the, the old ones are really cool. <laughs> All right. Well, do you want to take a short little music dance party break? I was going to ask what, what you wanted to tell our listeners that they were able to do during the break. And I guess this week it's a dance party. Yeah. Show us uh, your moves, your spooky spouse jam session move. You can do Molly's favorite dance, which is to run up to us and let out a little bark and run at the door because she has to go potty. That's a fun <laughs> dance to do. She's going to do the potty dance. She loves doing the potty dance. Well, <laughs> we'll see you guys in a little bit in three or Riarn. Yay. <laughs> well, hey there, everyone. Welcome back to our show. I hope you had a great dance session. You know, and I really hope you didn't just listen to us and you did what kind of dances you wanted to do. Yeah, just be you. Hey, don't listen to what we say. <laughs> just do you. If you wanted to do the jammy shuffle, if you wanted to do the slip em, what's your dance you like? <laughs> um, The point the toe. <laughs> you just point your toe. <laughs> you just point your toe. It's very easy. At, but you have to point your toe at anyone named Kevin. <laughs> Find your Kevin and point your toe. And if you don't know any Kevins, just assume everybody outside is Kevin and just point your toe. Outside of your neighbor. Yeah, if your neighbor's outside doing yard work and they hear your foot slam up against your window and it's just your big toe and you're smiling <laughs> at him really big, pointing at your toe, and like they hear you through the glass going, I'm doing my dance dance, they're going to be stoked. And then you're going to make a new friend. Or a new enemy. Or a new mimimi. <laughs> well, I have a topic this week too, Lindsay. Okay. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> oh, darn. So you and I talk about the ghost adventures quite a bit. Yes. And you and I talk about the ghost hunters quite a bit. Yes. We talked about them a lot last week. Well, this I don't know why I mentioned the ghost hunters because it's mostly about the ghost adventures. Right. Well, I don't know if the ghost hunters is necessarily on anymore. I don't think it is, actually. I think I th ghost adventures is like the ghost show. The go-to right. ghost show right now. Yes, I believe you're right. I know that... Amy Bruni, alumnus of the Ghost Hunters crew, and Adam Barry, another alum of the Ghost Hunters crew. They have their own traveling show, I believe. I think they go yeah. from place to place and do like community involvement sort of things and whatever, which seems cool. Yeah. But this is not about the Ghost Hunters. It's about one member in particular of the Ghost Adventures crew. Who? Zach Baggins. Zach Baggins. Zach Specifically, Baggins. Zach Baggins' new haunted museum in Las Vegas, Nevada. Which he actually, like, as, like, bro-y as he is and, like, totally, like, upstage that show can be, mm -hmm. like, he does have a really cool museum of, like, some creepy He has stuff. a cool museum, but I will say that I think, Zach, if you're listening, maybe pump the brakes a little bit. A little bit. But he has a really cute dog. He does have a cute dog named Gracie who is a collie, maybe a collie Aussie mix or something. No, and that's the thing. Like, I really do not dislike Zach Begg. I, I, I don't dislike many people unless I know that you're a terrible human being from the inside and the out. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't dislike many people, but I just think 
it's okay to laugh a little bit when people are a little silly, but in like a yeah. harmless way. And Zach, uh, I'm showing Lindsay right now the picture that Zach Bagans has for the landing page of his website for the Haunted Museum. And it's I, I think I, I kind of rest my case. He's holding a haunted yeah. cane. He's wearing like a bowler hat and he has his hand extended like uh, an Ed Hardy magician. It's just a <laughs> lot. It's just a lot to take in. Okay, so. But I want to talk to you about what his haunted museum is and what it does and, and, and not necessarily only talk to you about it, but, you know, maybe fill our listeners in because maybe they don't know about it. Yeah. If you are in Nevada, we've already talked about if we went there, we would definitely want to go. I would go to the haunted museum in a second. I yeah. would. So Zach Bagans, lead investigator of the Ghost Adventures crew with his buddy Aaron Goodwin. Um, Zach Bagans was born in 1977. In, uh, I believe in Washington, D.C., which means uh, on April 5th. So our buddy Justin, if you're listening, remember his birthday. <laughs> April 5th, 1977, Zach Bagans. I was going to give you more time to like remember it, but I'm sure you already got it so by now. So how old does that make him? He will be 41, I believe, if my math is right, this wow. April. 41 years old. He looks really young for his age. I think it's because he tans a lot and he works <laughs> out a lot. I, he dyes his hair, I think, too. He also dyes his hair a lot. I also think he dyes his skin a lot. <laughs> because he looks more than tan. He looks, you know, like, I don't know, dark orange, kind of. Yeah, he does get in that spray tan. Nothing wrong with that. But he does live in Nevada, so it could be a real tan. Could be a real tan, but he also has a lot of money, and he's on TV. So I think he... Zach Bagans, if it's... Let us know if it's real or fake. Just send... Just go ahead and call my personal phone number, Zach. <laughs> I'm sure you can find it. Uh, and just say real or fake and then hang up. Because if it's fake, I'm totally cool with that. If it's real, lay off the sun. Yeah. Don't it, do that. It's okay to have an inside day sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Play with your dog inside. Play with Gracie inside. I'm going to give you $25, Lindsay, right now, if you can guess his middle name without even thinking about it. Go. Um, well, Zachary. First, first name. name. Yeah. Michael. No, Alexander. Close. Oh, I was close. Zachary Alexander Baggins, born in D.C. in 77. He moved to Vegas in 1955. Or sorry, 1995. <laughs> I was like, oh, no wonder he like likes the paranormal because he's a ghost. Zach Baggins is 108 years old. No, he, wow. he moved to Las Vegas in 1995 after he graduated at some film academy in Detroit, Michigan. So he wanted to make movies and stuff, which I guess he's kind of doing that now. Well, that makes sense, though, because Detroit, Michigan is very scary, just in general. Mm -hmm. So, like, if you're doing studying film there, and it's just a scary place to be, click, hello, idea, this is exactly it. Click, the movie with, is that Adam Sandler? Yeah. Click, hello, Adam Sandler, <laughs> Billy Madison, Zach Happy Bagans, Gilmore. Happy Gilmore, hello. Whatever. His first job when he moved to... Vegas, I'm not sure if this is surprising or not. He was a wedding DJ, which I think oh, is very yeah. cool. It's me, like, Spooky Spinums. Just looking at him, like you can tell he like throws down them records. Well, even their even their buddy Billy Tolley, who started out as a measly uh, audio person and working Nerve Center when when Nerve Center sort of first came to be, Billy Tolley was also a DJ. In, There's a bunch of Las DJs. Mm -hmm. so Billy Tolley think... also had he also had a sweet mohawk. I'm not sure if anyone remembers that, but Billy Tolley had a mohawk for a long time, and he looked. It was what was his name, DJ Inferno or something, or something I don't know. with his mohawk. Like, of course, your name is DJ Inferno when you have a mohawk and you live in Las Vegas. <laughs> Do you think like when they're like in between recording, like at haunted places, when it's a little slower and nothing's happening, they're just like 
Let's just DJ out can for we old just, times. Can we just spin it out for a second? <laughs> can you get your old iPod, your old iPod first generation with like the four dots on the top? Or can you get your Zune and let's just spin out? One thing I do like about those boys though, well, I know Zach, for instance, he doesn't drink or anything. Yeah, you know, I, and I also know Aaron. Aaron doesn't as well. Aaron drinks a bunch of coffee. I don't know if Billy does or Jay. Because Aaron's like a strict vegan or something like that. I don't know if Aaron. I, he or very vegetarian. well could be. He very well could be a vegan. But I know, like we, well, I follow their like snaps and stuff like that. And they're always whenever they're doing a lockdown, it's always Aaron's at the grocery store and he's getting stoked about buying kale and grapes. <laughs> <laughs> and Zach, I know, is also like very clean eating, and they don't smoke or drink, which is cool. Yeah, so it's, they're it's kind actually, of like a good influence because I agree. they're very broy, and you think they're party boys and now finding out that they used to be DJs and they don't do any of that stuff, it's like good for you guys. I agree. You kept your head on straight while you were at school. The paranormal is our drug. Stay in <laughs> school. But Zach started Ghost Adventures with his buddies Aaron and Nick, Nick Groff, who now has his own paranormal show. Which is, I'm sorry, but it's not good. It's not good at all. It's no. really not good at all. They started that, and I, I believe it was 2004 they started, but I think that the first sort of show that they filmed and they edited was in 2000. But okay. it took about four years for it to actually get onto TV. And I think originally it was on Sci-Fi. No, no, no. Sorry. I'm thinking of Ghost Hunters. I think it was originally on Travel Channel. They've been on Travel Channel yeah. for a very long time. So that's just a small background about Zach Bagans. I, I know that we, 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 we goof on Zach Bagans a lot just because, I'm sorry, sometimes he's an easy target, but, but, but it comes from a place of love. And it's only because <laughs> he mispronounces words and a lot, a lot, a lot. And he, <laughs> and he thinks he can talk to ghosts and he's just, I understand a lot of it's for TV, but we do appreciate what Zach Bagans is doing and what yeah. all the people on Ghost Adventures are doing. But he doesn't need to wear a bowler hat and hold a cane and look like a haunted Ed Hardy magician. But either way. <laughs> well, that's a steeze. Maybe that that's his thing. <laughs> that is a steeze. Affliction magician. Um, <laughs> but he essentially wanted to start this haunted museum to have, I guess, quite literally, the most haunted place on earth. So he's collected all of these haunted objects from like mildly haunted objects to, what was it, like Dr. Kevorkian's van that he would perform euthanasia in. Yeah. Some, I think he has some objects from Charles Manson. He has personal objects that belong to like John Wayne Gacy. Like yeah. A lot of really, really intense stuff. And like stuff from other parts of the world that are said to be possessed and demonic. And I think he might, I'm not 100% sure, but I think he might have Robert the Doll now. Oh, I think you're right. He might either have it as a loner or he might actually have it. But I'm not sure because I remember seeing it in his museum. Maybe it was a loan from whoever owns Robert the Doll. But Robert the Doll is like super scary doll. Oh, yeah. Like that's a whole story of just He has the one, uh, one of their most recent episodes they investigated in the Haunted Museum. And there was the one where one of the, like the the world's most haunted doll that allegedly killed, like was, was Annabelle. Yeah. That he touched it. And he said some bad stuff happened to him as well. Now, it's it's hard to prove that stuff because that's all off camera and you kind of just have to take their word for it. Like, oh, right. I, I, I promise something terrible happened to me later. But think about this, though. What I think is really cool about the haunted doll concept is that do I think they're really haunted? No. But it's cool to think that these dolls have been around for so long and like they don't necessarily see things. 
But, like, they've been around when bad things have happened. Mm-hmm. Like, they're so old. I just think of that, like, with just any old stuff, except, like, any objects. But, like, especially a doll because it's supposed to bring, like, happiness and joy. Yeah. And then, like, people think these dolls are haunted. And I just think it's a really neat concept just to, like, we have used our imagination so much that we think dolls are scary. Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, like, I think dolls are, like creepy because people make them out to be very creepy well i think a lot of it i think we we might have hollywood to thank for it because like with the 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 first iteration of the movie it a haunted clown i'm 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 sure there was stuff that happened before then but like there are clown dolls and like creepy old dolls i think through hollywood and through like other various forms of media that's i think how a lot of our, our our ideas are formed because of what we're sort of told or what we're shown Right. Well, you had Gacy to thank for clowns. Yeah. <laughs> but anyways. Uh, but I I made a comparison to having like essentially the world's most haunted place, kind of like ESPN Red Zone or something like this this sports network where it's just showing you all the best of the best of the best nonstop. So there's like no lulling in entertainment or excitement, which I think is very, very funny. Just yeah. like tackle, tackle, touchdown, touchdown, touchdown. <laughs> but now it's like. Haunted doll, haunted doll, Gacy painting, uh, creepy mask, death box from Africa or something, you know. <laughs> death box. I think it's fun. Uh, there, he does have a death box there actually. But what Pandora's box? It's uh, I forget what it's called. I have it in here. I'll get to it in a creepy, second. Creepy, creepy death box boy. I think it's just called Spooky Box. <laughs> but this building was not just built for the museum, which I I didn't know. I, I thought it was just a random building, but. It's a fairly big building that was built. I almost said born. <laughs> well, I, maybe, well, it kind of was born. If it, it's haunted, it almost like takes a soul. Uh, so maybe it was like a Freudian slip that you were saying born instead of built. I think you're right. I'm just trying to make it creepier. <laughs> well, then let me just, I can just like talk with a creepy voice if okay. you want that. Well, no, that's I'll just right. use my normal voice because I, I feel like it's very scary. Yeah. Uh, Terrifying. But the building, the building was built in 1938 and was originally owned by a banker and a businessman by the name, get ready for this spooky name, Cyril Wengert. Ew. Cyril. I don't know any, there, there's this one composer named Cyril Scott. I don't, well, he, he is now since passed. I don't know Cyril Scott. I don't know Cyril Wengert, the original owner of this building. I don't trust anybody with the name Cyril. No, it's... Just a, like, very weird, empowered name or it's something. It's really, yeah, it's creepy. I picture anyone named Cyril, kind of tall with, like, spindly little fingers, like spider hands. And they're always trying to, they're always <laughs> trying to get you. I don't want any of that. Really long fingernails or something. But before Zach was converting this place into the Haunted Museum, he interviewed a woman there who, I guess, when she was younger, she, she lives around the area. I guess when she was younger, she used to break into the museum. Uh, when it was just like foreclosed and boarded up and they would sneak into the basement because it's been said according to this to this what well, interview that that Zach did that there was supposed to be like dark rituals happening in the basement like some like occult type things yeah. happening in the basement of this building which if you got an abandoned building in a basement you better believe some some sort of the occult is going to be in your basement killing a chicken or doing something <laughs> So he has mostly dolls, books, utensils, and anything from paranormal sites and stuff that are well-known, that aren't very well-known, but that are just said to like host some sort of paranormal energy or be charged, I guess, with paranormal energy. Zach uh, usually equates these things as like 
being sponges that can soak up energy and emotions, which I can, I like that theory. I like that concept, but. You don't know if you believe it. I don't know if I believe it. I mean, maybe, but it's, it's difficult. Like I, I remember in, in, in high school, you and I used to do a bunch of shopping at like Goodwill and thrift stores and stuff like that. And I remember there was one of our friends, I forget who it was, but said he would never shop there because you never know if someone died in one of those shirts and he didn't want to bring a ghost home. Like, oh, so you think that ghosts just like hang on to like, that's my favorite Cleveland Cavs shirt. I got to hang out on it. Yeah, I guess that could be like technically considered a spooky object. Yeah, I think so. I mean, anything that a spirit, if if this is the case, you know, there's there's a lot of big ifs, not only in this segment, but I think on our show. If that if, if that's what spirits choose to do, to die and then go, oh, my bracelet, and like go into the bracelet, then I guess any object could be haunted. But I don't know if right. that's the way that energies or souls or spirits work. I don't know. I, don't know. I mean, how do, you, how do you prove that? How do you even like measure that? I don't know. I guess if you have something creepy stuff starts happening, it could be coincidental or it could be actual. Yeah, it could be an attachment. I mean... I don't know. One thing I think is funny is Zach was quoted in an interview not calling the exhibits in the museum exhibits, but calling them habitats, which I think is... Because <laughs> they live there. I think is very funny, <laughs> which is very funny. They're like creatures that yeah. live there. We bought a zoo. These are I'm my okay ghost habitats. That. I am too. I think it's a little bit funny. One thing that I really appreciate about Zach Bagans, and, and this, this goes along the lines of like while, or sort of why he calls these things habitats, is like... Certain areas of the museum, like say there, he has a lot of memorabilia from the Old West or something. He'll design that room to mimic either a saloon or something from the Old West. Which is cool. Which which is super cool. And the reason why he does that isn't purely for aesthetics. Now, he might have thought about this after the fact to make him seem a little bit more intriguing. But this also (laughs) could, could be real. He designed it that way as well because he said, say... Wyatt Earp's spirit comes through this horse saddle and he sees a room that looks like or that that looks familiar to him maybe he'll stick around yeah but that that so assumes him to feel a little at home yeah that's I mean, very nice of him. it's very polite but that does assume a lot of stuff about how ghosts act what they can see what they perceive their behavior right. all that stuff but it's still I I just think it's cool attention to detail right you know it's 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 nice See, with haunted objects, I mean, personally, what I think is, like, I think what makes them scary is just the history behind them. Like, Dr. Kevorkian's van. Oh, terrifying. Like, I don't think the van is actually haunted, but just what happened in that van is very terrifying. It's like when you can't look away from a crime scene. Yeah, seriously. Well, it's like when when, when you and I went to the Holocaust Museum in D.C., just knowing what had happened to some of these objects is like, Ooh, it's heavy dude yeah stuff. you see the real objects that were from what you're watching on tv mm-hmm. and it's, it hits you it's powerful it's so very powerful. even seeing kevorkian's van or seeing a painting by a serial murderer whether there's an attachment or not i mean i think that you're lying if you say it doesn't at least creep you out which it then gives you bad vibes absolutely and then that can affect the rest of your trip you know either positively or negatively or whatever oh right so the whole format of the thing is there are hour-long, I think a different series of hour-long guided tours, because it didn't just say you get an hour-long guided tour, it said tours, so I'm, I'm, I'm assuming, judging by the website, that there are, there are multiple tours you can take yeah. throughout the museum. Maybe there's like super spooks, 
three thousand bucks. You get to kiss a kiss it on a doll <laughs> or take one home with you for an hour. Uh, guests have reported to have seen apparitions, heard sounds, maybe seen things out of the corner of their eye. I mean, it is it is a uh, a fairly dark museum. There's not a lot of light, so I think seeing shadows and stuff is sort of par for the course. Yeah. But one guest said to have received temporary paralysis on their arm, so their arm just stopped moving and stopped working. Hmm. Who, who knows? Maybe it just fell asleep. Maybe it just fell asleep. Maybe, maybe they were super bored and they were like, oh, my arm fell asleep. Something, finally, <laughs> something fun. And then there were also um, people showing up with the like sort of stereotypical three scratch marks yeah. on their body, which if you don't know, um, three scratch marks is a sign allegedly of demonic, demonic activity. Right. Three scratches. Usually they say like three scratches, three knocks. Mm-hmm. It's three. Anything that happens in three is demonic Demonic, quote unquote, I yeah. think. They have some paintings by John Wayne Gacy, which I've said. They've had some artifacts there from Charles Manson, Richard Ramirez, and a cauldron by the notorious serial murderer Ed Gein. Oh, yeah, because he used to cook everybody in the He used cauldron. to cook bodies, yep. And he was the inspiration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre and the Sounds of the Lambs. Ed yeah. Gein. Creepy. A body cauldron? And yeah. whether or not bodies are inhabiting that cauldron... To know that there's a cauldron there, this giant cast that iron he pot. Bodies in. That sucks. <laughs> that sucks. It really does. Suck. I would like to choose a tour that just kind of like you walk next to the room, but you like don't actually look inside the cauldron room. Ugh, I don't know if I could handle it. Yeah, I'm I don't not know sure about that either. Just because, yeah, so many like emotions would go through my head just of the poor victims. And... I like to think of myself as like a tough Tammy, but I don't think I could do it. <laughs> It's just sad. It is sad. It's sad, it's creepy, and it's whatever. Now, all the visitors do have to sign waivers before they go on any of the tours. And there's Just in case. Just in case, J-I-C. But there's also another waiver you have to sign if you want to go into the room with the Dybbuk box. The D-Y-B-B-U-K oh, yeah. box, which is, I think, this weird little death box that holds a malevolent spirit. A nasty, nasty demon. Yeah. So there's waiver one... And then there could be waiver two if you so choose to, to see the death box. Now, if you go and see the death box, do you <laughs> does it have to be opened or I don't just think. being in the room with it could like attach it itself I think it's to just, you? I think it's just being in the room. Ew. I know. Mm. I mean like the more and the more I talk about this with you, like I want to go to this museum so bad. <laughs> I would love to do this. Yeah, I don't know if I'd want anything coming back with us. I though. would wear I would go to I don't know Kmart and buy sweatpants and a sweatshirt just to wear in and throw them away as soon as I got out. I but I you know I would I would buy matching. Yeah, but then you like have to make sure they don't go to the thrift store because then the attachment could be on those clothes and then you could some poor high school kid could, could buy it at the thrift store. No, I would just set them on fire afterwards. <laughs> I go back to our hotel room, set them on fire in the bathtub in the hotel, <laughs> and, and then we'd call have the police called on us. Call call guest service and be like, yeah, our tub caught on fire. <laughs> it's so weird. It's the weirdest it's thing. It's weird. I was showering water and it caught on fire. So obviously <laughs> something with Las Vegas water and how it just sparks up. <laughs> Classic. Weird. I've never. That's what I'll say. <laughs> I've never. And then I'll hang up really quietly and then go, sorry. One quote that Zach Bagans, uh, sort of an ending quote here. He says, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like a sick, twisted, it's a small world at Disneyland. And then he laughed. So he thinks he's very funny, which yeah. is, which is nice. Which side note, when I was little, I, that's probably like the only ride I was, I would go on because I was scared of absolutely everything at Disneyland. So I would go on It's a Small World. My mom had to go like seven times. But 
now thinking about it, what a creepy ride. Yeah, isn't it? They're like little animatronic like kids and they all sing about how the world is really nice. But like I like I the just, message. Yeah, but like I just like picture like being on the boat and sailing through and then like it kind of like their voices just like deepen out and then like the record <laughs> stops and like something bad happens. It you know. speaks Latin backwards. <laughs> yeah, like You're it like, gets oh, crazy. Typical. Backwards Latin. <laughs> like that could be a really Ooh, they should do that for like Halloween and make it scary. Oh, like, that'd scary, be sweet. Scary, it's a small world. It's a small ghost after all. <laughs> or just have like, it's a small world question mark. It's a small world? <laughs> With ghosts and people? Uh, you can also get married at the Haunted Museum. You can have weddings Aww. there and private events. I, I, I couldn't like that's get... a bad omen to start your marriage. Like, hey, get married, but something might go home with you. Yeah. Besides love. Besides love. I mean, people have their things and they want to get married here and there. Some people want to be Frodo Baggins and get married. Let them do it. Some people want to be Luke Skywalker and Chewbacca. Let them do it. But you can get married at the Haunted Haunted Museum. Now, I believe there's only three or four different like package deals you can do when you get married. They're fairly small. One only holds 50 people. One and the other ones hold about 15 to 25 people. So it's just a quaint little thing, and it, you know, which is par for the course for Vegas, getting married in a silly way, I guess. Yeah, I mean, he might as well do that. That's actually smart because people get married in Vegas all the time. So, but imagine why not throw the haunted museum in there? You can also do private events at Zach Bagans Museum. I don't know what the events would be. I, I could imagine like some like super corporate, uh, high business, like uh, team building exercises or something. They're like, oh, we ex- we we couldn't get Dave and Buster, so we ended up getting the Haunted Mansion. Sorry, everyone. Or like one of those Tupperware parties or like those um, Mary Kay parties. Yeah, like getting the makeup, your makeup ones. Done. That'd be sweet. My makeup came to life and it did eat my mouth. <laughs> so I don't like it. Can I give it back or no? Do I keep it? I put lipstick on Tracy, and she bit my arm. So is this, you know, always happening? I woke up in the middle of the night, and my lipstick was writing a series of sixes all over my room, and then it also wrote, just shut up really big, which is, like, mean. Which is really rude. It's rude and mean and scary and sneaky and rude. (laughs) Well, I think that'll do it for us. Yeah. If anyone has any comments or, like I said, if you play any of the games that I talk about, if anything bad happens to you, like I said, um, I never told you about it. So good luck and let me know. You can contact us at Instagram or Twitter (laughs) at spooky underscore spouses. Or you can reach us at Gmail, which is an email service powered by Google. And we are on there, spookyspousescast at gmail.com. So just write us with any experiences or if you have any comments, just please let us know. A couple of thank yous as well. We'd like to say thank you so much, as always, to our good friend Eli Chambers for writing us our music for the show. You can find Eli on social media uh, or specifically on Twitter at Eli Who Does Music. And we'd also like to say thank you to Colin Parker and everyone over at the Scavengers Network LLC, which is new and nice, (laughs) for hosting our show. If you go over to thescavengersnetwork.com, you can find all the shows there that are on the network. Uh, We're in the process, well, Colin's in the process of adding a few more shows as we speak and getting a few more things rolling, like perhaps a Monster of the Week series with a rotating cast, some sort of, what, podcast synergy going on. We're very excited to be part of the network and go over there and check it out. Take a look. Yeah. Find a few podcasts to listen to. They're all very good shows. Yeah. Everybody's always looking for a good podcast. Everyone's potting (laughs) to Canada. 
Anyways, <laughs> uh, also, we really appreciate you guys spreading the word about the show. It's actually been really beneficial in the last few weeks, so thank you guys so much. The, the best way to help us spread the word about our show is subscribing to our show on iTunes or Google Play and leaving us a review, rating our show. And also, I think the most important thing is just telling some people about our show. Yeah. Word do. of mouth is great. We do have a bunch of stickers. We've been leaving them around Columbus. So if you find any, uh, grab a stack, pass them out, tell your friends. And I did leave a few in Cincinnati this weekend. So if you're in Cincinnati and you go get a sushi burrito, which I did, (laughs) it was actually pretty good. Uh, You might find one there. Yeah. I didn't put it there, though. If if you're the police, I didn't put it there. And it (laughs) was a joke that my friend Cran just played on me and Lindsay. Oh, darn it. No, we put them there. No, Linz. <laughs> We're going to get arrested by the police. We're going to get arrested by the police. So if we don't have a show next week, we've gotten arrested by the police. <laughs> <laughs> by the world cops. By the, uh, yeah, world police. Well, thank you for listening and join us next Monday for another episode of Spooky Spouses. And thank you in advance, Zach Bagans, for listening to our entire show and knowing how much we appreciate you and flying us out to Las Vegas uh, for free. And we can stay at your house and play with your dog and we can go to the Haunted Museum and and we'll record an episode by the Dybbuk box. We'll do it. I'll even crawl inside of it if it's big enough for a person. I won't. Linz won't. But Zach, again, thank you so much for just paying our way there. And giving us just a little bit of, just a little bit of scratch, bud. Well. Have a scary berry week. Have a booberry Tuesday. Ooh. Have a frankenberry. Oh, a you go. Grapey ghosty. Thursday. Thursday. Great. Monday. Not the band Thursday that was popular in 2001, but (laughs) the actual day of the week. Have a scary week. Have a scary week, guys. Uh, Scary means good. And thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye. What the heck? <laughs> what the heck? Try, try. What the heck? What the heck? Hey. What the heck? Is? What the heck is that? <laughs> what the heck? What the heck? You say eck or heck? Heck. 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 What the heck? What the heck? Hello? <laughs> what the heck?